Welcome to a Rocky Start Podcast. I'm Brian Argot. Today is our Tuesday edition of the show where I talk sports, sports cards, and a little bit of lifestyle advice with my man, Ken Griffin. He's the owner of the card shop, Evansville, over there, and he does live breaks all day starting at $25 Monday through Thursday. The best breaks around. You must get in on them. And if you are interested in finding out more about it, you can go to the show notes here in the podcast or you can go to his Facebook page where he is literally posting a break every single day of the week. I hope you guys all enjoy the show with myself and Ken. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey, Ken, we're live, brother. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Working as always. You know me. The working machine you are. How many breaks? Playing with baseball cards. How many breaks did you do yesterday? Uh, yesterday was not very many, but the weekend was 16. Okay. that's Yeah, and then a lot of personal boxes. Yeah, it was a lot. The The weekend was fun, man. I, I hadn't really tuned into that much uh, breaks in, in a weekend in probably about a month, month and a half. But you, yeah. know, you know why, man? That Chronicles, that, should, that is oh. really, really fun. I was telling guys like while we were breaking, I was like, guys, this is going to be 850 a box. And I'm still holding strong that these will be 850 a box. They put prism black in it. It's the only place you can hit prism black rookies, silvers and silver autos. And the stuff selling just out of this world. Like there's so much good stuff in this product. Yeah, man. It's, that's a really awesome product. And I was like, so I, I got in on one break where it was like the, it was the berry and, mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, you know, there was nothing, I didn't really get anything out of the Chronicles box. And then I was like, I'm going to, you know, sit out this one. And then the next one, the Chargers, it was the Chargers and oh, those uh, two Herbert autos just came out. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, we ran really, really hot with it. Um, and we sold out so fast. We do have more coming today. So we're going to do three breaks of it today. Sweet. What's cool is uh, we started doing a thing Monday through Thursday. All breaks are just $25 a spot. Gold. So... I mean, literally, you can get in a Chronicles break, the hottest product we've seen since probably Prism 2021 dropped, and yeah. you're getting in for 25 bucks a spot. I mean, it's it's super love. Oh man, that that's no, great. And like you mentioned, you if you get the right team, you you are not disappointed. I was like, in one of those breaks, I got the Chargers and the Bengals. I couldn't believe it. I was like, give me my Herbert Oof. Auto. I was like, but it was it was awesome. I was not uh, I was not uh disappointed at all those are some great cards yeah i mean even on a single box break the charges are probably worth like 150 dollars. so if you get them for 25 like you're already free rolling pretty well yeah yeah exactly and plus the cards are they're awesome looking they're different yeah. they're different from select which is really hot right now too mm-hmm. yeah select's been crazy too we sold out of that really fast but we sold it really cheap i mean we did them for like 1200 a box and now they're 1900 a box yeah, you you and I were talking about this the other day. If you had Select and you bought it at you know Target, would you break that open or would you keep it long term? It's tough with me because I don't really keep a lot of wax. Yeah. Because I'm and it's such a dumb reason. Um, but given that I have allocation, given that I've owned stores for so long, I could have put one case back of every single product that I've ever had in the store. And it would be millions and millions of dollars in value. And since I never did it, especially in 1920 when I could have done it, I don't really do it. But if I'm in for $20 on something that I can sell for, let's just say, 110 
Man, 5X gains are really nice. I, I take the 5X gain every time. Like, are, you ta- are you talking about that right now? Like sell it right now or wait? You should yeah. hold it. No, I would sell it now and get my 5X my money and then take that money and put it into something else that might have a slower growth, but you're still going to exponentially grow over time. Uh, that's a good point. Um, I would rather have a PC card that also can increase for 500 bucks than five boxes of retail select. Who, who is your favorite PC card right now at the moment that you have? It's still Mantle. You know, it's always going to be Mantle. Um, just because I like the consistency. I like that even new collectors, if you put a Mantle in their hand, like they're like, oh, wow. Like, right. I've never, I've never even seen one of these, especially again with the dying off of card shops. You're not walking into a store and seeing a Mickey Mantle rookie card in person. Like, when are you going to see a Mantle rookie in person? On offer, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, eBay. Yeah, but again, you're not going to get to touch that. No, you're not going to see that in person unless you actually purchase. So it's like, I don't know. For me, it's still the holy grail of cards. It's the benchmark. You know, it's there's something nostalgic about it and it's 1950s art and his story's so cool. I mean, they've made movies about him. There's dozens of books about the guy. Like, I don't know. I just, I like Mantle stuff. If it's, you know, newer guy, obviously I like Yachty, um, but I'm a Cardinal guy. So I would pick Yachty. I probably wouldn't be a Yachty fan if I wasn't a Cardinal fan. Um, I mean, I would be impressed by his stats. Of course he's a beast, but I wouldn't be like, yeah, Yachty, you know, <laughs> you, you know, it, it, is, it goes true for all those kind of players. You know, I wouldn't be a Mets fan without Mike Piazza. It's the same, yeah. same thing. You know, love I watch, get that. Love watching him hit. Not the best defensive catcher, but, yeah. You know. pretty, pretty strong offense. Oh, yeah. I'm the best hitting catcher of all time. And the Mets are, uh, you know, one of the best in the league right now. You know, we're, <laughs> you know we're, we're, on the ba- we're on baseball. Let's talk some baseball, man. I'll listen. We got a lot, we got a lot of news this week. Uh, big news yesterday, especially in card in the hobby. Uh, Luis Robert out for basically three to four months. You know that's going to take a big hit for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean that last year that was the guy. If you hit an autograph of him, you were sitting pretty. If you hit any of his rare rookie stuff, it was big money. Um, there's a lot of people going to take a big on paper hit. So then the question is going to become, what should you do? Do you sell now and take the loss my answer is no of course if you if you collect robert i think you do the opposite you dollar cost average down and instead wait for the dip and then buy it so if his stuff goes down 30 40 percent which i think it could even see a little more i could see even maybe 50 percent on some of his mid-range right because he's going to be out of sight out of mind i think that's a good time if you like him and you like investing in him to to plow a thousand bucks at him because he is going to come back. It's not like he broke his leg in half. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's coming back. Like he's still going to be a hitter. He's still on a team where he's the only person who matters. And I think that's relevant too. It's like, if you're the only star on a team, there are people who collect you just because you're their team. Just like me just mentioning Yachty. Like I collect Yachty because he's on my team. And frankly, there's no one else on that team that I want. Exactly. And you know, with, especially with right now, the young players being so hot, if whether if that has been you know Tatis Acuna Soto, especially from you know last year's class before, just those guys have made such a 
impact. And so now people are looking for who's the next guy? Who's that next guy? <laughs> Luis Robert is one of those next guys. Jared Clinic's one of those next guys. So <laughs> people are so heavily invested in just like, you know, you just got to be patient. What would you do with, and again, you're a fan, so this is going to be a little tougher, but what would you do with Lindor stuff who has had one of the slowest starts ever? I mean, he's looking like a complete bust and they spent a ton of money on that dude. That's going to potentially go down as the worst investment in Mets history, like legit, unless he can come back. I mean, I'm not going to overreact. It's a month into the season. I mean, I, it's just hard to say that all that talent is gone. You know, I, I still think Lindor will bounce back. The Mets fired their hitting coach yesterday. And I mean, I think he deserved to be fired. Like the team is not hitting at all. Mm-hmm. We have one player hitting over 300 right now. And, uh, uh, is that like Conforto or someone else? No, no, that is uh, Brandon Nimmo. He's the only player that's been wow, a consistent okay. hitter. Even Dominic Smith and all those players, they've mm-hmm. all been hitting under what they normally have. And I, I think they're obviously going to break out of the slump. They're, they just have, That team has too much talent for all mm-hmm. those players to be hitting in a slump. It's just like the so Yankees is Lindor, stuff. is he a buy? No, no way. I, I, never, I didn't buy any Lindor stuff before he, when he got traded. I just didn't like how it popped. I, you know, Lindor stuff, you know, he's been, he's been really good since 2016 or he came in the league in 2015. I think mm-hmm. that was his rookie year. And uh, his stuff obviously t- took off when they went to the 2016 world series. And, you know, so it, it had his highs and his lows. I just don't see it getting back up to that. You know, yeah. he's just, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, and he's just one of those players that like, you know, he's been consistent, but his average has also gone down every year too, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan of that contract to begin with. So I, if you're asking me, I would not invest in Lindor. Um, if you had to pick between him and Arenado, where would you put the money? Because neither one of them have looked great. Well, Arenado hit a three-run homer off the Mets yesterday. So I mean, put, that's, that's one that's one at bat, though. I know, but, uh, well, Arenado. I could hit a three-run I, I, I would, could hit a three-run hover off of your relievers. I, I've been an Arenado guy for years, so it's bias speaking here. I've always loved Arenado, and I think obviously he's the best third baseman. Not obviously, but I think he's the third best baseman in the league. You know, <laughs> the best third baseman in the league. Yeah, and he's uh, the, he's the best mean, baseman. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like he, he's definitely up there. You know, some people will argue uh, Rendon and a few others. And his average is down a little bit. Some people are wondering if he could hit outside of Colorado, you know, because hitting in Colorado, some people think it's like a cheat code. What you know, yeah, it's a different animal. Exactly. And uh, but he's he's lived up to the expectations, I think, so far in in St. Louis. I mean, he's still one of the best. Uh, you know, he's still up there for Gold Glove. You know, all that <laughs> he can still get that this year. And there's no doubt that he's one of the best defensive third basemen in the league. It's really odd, though, because, like, the Cardinals stuff never really pops unless you're Yachty anyway. So I, it'll be interesting to see if Arenado cards get hot because, frankly, do you want to buy some Paul Goldschmidt right now? I mean, I I mean, I like Goldie, but I've just never, like, wanted to collect him. I would collect Arenado. Like, I think – But there's I, nothing about Goldie that excites you, right? Like, you're not excited about Paul Goldschmidt. He's not an exciting player, which means he's not going to attain collector value. No, and I think with this last – with his last like, year or two in the hobby, like being like really hot, you know, I think they probably maybe peaked. Imagine Arenado's rookie year where he hit 40 home runs. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, unbelievable. Like in like you know, in his first and second year. Can you imagine if he did that today? I mean, people will be looking at him like, oh my god, he's like you know up there with Soto and all those guys with just like the hype. Where like you know, what's really odd is you know I was in the baseball card business had a shop during that that rookie season when he kind of went off. People still weren't asking for him, and I think it's because he played where he played. Man, people didn't care. It, it, that's it's definitely so- that's definitely it. But do you think that because Tatis plays in San Diego, not a big market, right? Um, right. The same goes with Soto, not a big market in Washington. But I think it's definitely the hobby being so popular in uh-huh. the last few years, and I think it's and I think that trend's here to stay. I don't. I think yeah, you know, I do too. It's really reactive though too. Like I mean, it's one one game can change everything. Oh, of course. Well, we saw Tatis when he got hurt. People were trying to sell mm-hmm. his stuff off like crazy for cheap, and then all of a sudden, you know, he comes back two weeks later. It's like four home runs against the Dodgers, or three. I don't remember, but I mean, he uh, goes off against them, and yeah, man. The rest it is, is one thing that concerns me in the hobby that I think about from time to time is who is the end user. And I think about that in any kind of product or production, but so the flippers buy Tatis cheap and when he goes off, they sell him high. And when he gets hurt, the flippers freak out and they sell him and try to get their capital back to buy the next guy. Right. Yeah. Who is the end user who ends up with a card? Like I mean, I'm a mantle end user, right? Like most of my mantles aren't for sale, but like these new prospects, like who is the guy that's holding the bag? Well, I don't think they're all flippers. That's why I think there are there's there are true true collectors. Of course, there are fans of you know who. Do you, it's like you know I asked you earlier who do you PC, and definitely people still have those guys. And Tatis is one of those guys. You know, you think about it as like a little kid collecting Pokemon cards. Like you know, it's the same thing. You think about it with players. Like I PC'd Vince Carter. I love you know. It's like so you have those guys, whether if they're kids or you know older guys that do it. Those guys have money. You know, maybe those kids' parents have money, so they're going to go out and do that. I still think you're going to get those kind of players, especially when they're at the top. It's just so hard, too, though, because like anytime you involve finances and collectibles, which, I mean, that's a big part of this. It costs money to buy them, and you can sell them for money. Yeah. IPC Mantle, but there's a number. There's a number to take them all. You know, I, I don't want to sell them. Yeah. And if I was in a position to sell them, I would. They, they have high liquidity, but there is a number to buy them all from me because part of the fun of collecting too is the journey, right? Of part course. of the fun is not even owning the card. It's finding the cards. Just like I used to be a set builder. You know, I, I did a complete run of 51 Bowman to 79 tops with every set of tops, Bowman and Fleer in between. Wow. Um, I built every set, including the 52 tops, which was a nightmare. Um, and this was, I did this many years ago when it wasn't even as expensive as it is now. Now it would cost you a couple hundred thousand. Um, back then I could build a 52 sobs for about 40,000. Um, but the fun of building a set was finding the cards. It wasn't completing it and looking at it in a binder. Now it's just so different, right? You know, now that everyone's on eBay, you know, Mm -hmm. seven, eight years ago on eBay, you could still find this stuff, you know, for pretty cheap price. You definitely didn't have that many people bidding on all the stuff that you do now. Right. Well, imagine also building a set 16 years ago. Yeah. When there was no eBay, basically. Yeah, eBay was, you know, very small. Not a lot of people putting mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on there. You yeah. know, it, yeah, no, definitely. And there was no offer up. You know, it's like you had to go to the card shows. You had to go it, to. 
Swap you went to a shop or a card shop. Yeah, I mean, my first card shop, which has been many, many moons ago, I had every year of tops in 5,000 count boxes in order, and the set builders would come in with their little paper lists, right? Because there was no smartphones yet. Yeah. And they would sit down at a table with 62 tops, 5,000 count box, and just go through and pull the numbers they needed. And that's how they built their sets. Exactly. And so now that is magnified so much. It's just... I, that's one reason why I think it's here to stay for you know a lot. People are looking to still collect sets, maybe newer sets and all that. So I think you'll definitely have those people. And I think you know five, ten years, you have you know obviously tops is you know they're gonna their IPO is gonna go soon. So there there's definitely a lot of moves being made in the card market that I think, mm -hmm. especially that you have older cards like you know if you have a mantle if you have you know any year of those tops even in basketball football or baseball like i think that stuff's gonna be money you know oh yeah because they stopped making i'd it. love to see uh i'd love to see panini go public instead though just because they're a money-making machine i think they make significantly more than tops yeah yeah i mean they definitely have the license for basketball mm -hmm. and football who are the two most right now i mean tops screwed up there by losing those but yep. then again it's like it's like how do you predict that the card market's gonna get the way it is after yeah, losing, nobody losing. knew. I mean, when did uh, when did Panini get the rights for basketball? It was that that was like 2012, 11, right? Thinking, 2012. Yeah, 2012, and then when did they mm -hmm. get the rights for football? It was like 14, 15. No, it was before. Because uh, I I 13, saw. Twenty thirteen. Did they both have the rights? Because I saw Tops still making stuff. There was a duel for a while because, okay. yeah, Tops was making stuff and so was Panini. But okay. Panini jumped in the game around 13, I believe. I don't yeah. think they did. They, they might have done. Did they do 12? No, they didn't do 12. They did 13. Yeah, and then so, like, obviously with the licensing stuff, that, that makes a big difference in hobby value, right? Like, you yeah. know, not having the name of a of the jersey on the player, you know, still makes a big difference. Yeah. For sure. And the team logo. I mean, that's the big thing. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't, I mean, Panini's never letting that contract go. No so. way. And, and uh, top, I mean, Tops, we'll, we'll see what they do in the next few years, especially with them going public. Let's uh, let's talk some other baseball news, man. Otani's been hot, hit a two-run bomb last night. Uh, he's just been the player that we've been hoping he would round into. And the same with his teammate Trout, Mike Trout, who has been, it's just Mike Trout's just not so marketable, but he's still the player that you want to own of this last 10 years. For sure. There's no For sure. player that you would rather own than Mike Trout right now. He's hitting, and I just wish that they could make a run, especially, I mean, like, I've been watching some holes at bats and they don't look great, but no. man... Like I would love for them to get a ring, get Pujols a ring there, get Trout a ring, get you know Otani a ring. But I don't know, man. They're just they're both so good, but it's just not enough. Trout right now is hitting four. He's in four ten. He has seven homers, sixteen RBIs. The guy is lighting it up, and it's I just don't know like where the Angels are going to go. Obviously, it's like it's still really early in the season. Angels still can make some moves with some teams trying to dump some contracts halfway through, but well, you know, don't you find it odd though that like we discount early season greatness 
but we hone in on early season failures. So it's like, oh my God, Lindor looks like trash, but it's a month in. Oh my God, what do we do? But then it's like, Trout looks like the next Ted Williams, but it's only been a month. Like we discount the greatness, but then we focus in on the bad. It's really odd. Yeah, you know, and I think that just kind of goes from, you know, whether you're looking for headlines or whatnot. I'm I'm amazed by what Trout's doing and I love every mm-hmm. moment of it, you know. Lindor, yeah, I, I think definitely the Mets need to worry about that because I think it's a real thing. Um, being a Mets fan, I think it's a real thing. Like his body language at the plate, all this kind of stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I was not one for that contract when they gave it to him. So it seems um, like they need to call Tony Robinson and get him in. Yeah. Give him a little, uh, give him a little, little pep talk. Yeah, yeah. Bring in the whole, the whole networking. Uh, get that whole live event going there. Three days. Three days nonstop. Do you think? Uh, do you think Trout could be a player that hits 400 for a season? I Man, hasn't been done in a long time. Uh, you know, it's, it's really it's hard. So it's so hard, man. I mm-hmm. like to even hit over 350 is ridiculously hard. Yeah. Uh, but I think if any player could do it, yeah, it would definitely be Mike Trout. I think because he used to have trouble against. Uh, I think it was like lefties throwing him inside, and now he's like hitting that this year. That's why he's hitting over four hundred. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so crazy, man. Uh, I was listening to Buster Olney talk on a, the Baseball Tonight podcast, and they were just giving the numbers out for Trout. He's literally hitting every side of the plate. It doesn't matter who's pitching against him. And That's strong. That just shows the greatness of Mike Trout, though. I mean, they'll literally be able to do that. His defense is still the best. I mean, the guy's always up there with WAR. And um, I, I love judging players on war. I think, you know, that's just a big thing. Uh, I think it's uh, Mike Trout and I think Mookie Betts is two in the league. And then another surprising name right now, this is just a month into the season, but Trey Turner on the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have a guy who's a big Nationals fan. Uh, and uh, he tells me all the time, he's like, see, you guys gave Lindor all that money. He's like, I'm so glad we have Trey Turner. He tells me this every day. Um, but Trey Turner, man, been cons- uh, not the most consistent. I mean, he's had some down years, but I would definitely take Trey Turner, who has improved, shown improvements over Lindor, who has not shown improvements in consistency. His numbers have been down. And um, that the numbers have shown, too, with Lindor, he does not put the bat the barrel on the ball as much as he has been doing his, those numbers have actually declined since 2016. So what I think is funny is I would rather invest in Trey Turner right now than Trout. Uh, yeah. Cause his cards are down. I mean, you could buy them. I, I don't have the cards and the numbers in front of me, but, but I here's think, what it goes back to though. It, it goes back to what you and I talk about a lot. What does Trout have to do for his cards that are already so bloated to double? Um, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, like, I mean, a $500 autograph of trout who's in every product, what the heck would he have to do for it to be a thousand dollar card? Like, I don't think he could do it, man. He could hit the triple crown and I don't think they go to a thousand. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like a Trey Turner, you could buy his Bowman rookie right now for $2. Like his refract, you know, let's see what his PSA. Well, let's really, let's really think about that though. What's he have to do for that to go to $4? Three good games. Yeah, you know, MVP conversation, yeah. But he's he's hitting really well. Yeah, he's hitting now. But that's what I'm saying. It's like some of these guys are so cheap. Would I rather throw 500 bucks at him 
Let's just use that card yeah. you picked. Two dollar two dollar rookie, right? Yeah. So for five hundred I could buy two hundred and fifty of those in theory, correct? Yeah, and those are just raw. And you look at right sure. now his PSA ten, uh some of them are selling sixty eight bucks, one forty, uh, his gem mint refractor, you know, a card uh is twenty sixteen tops mini out of a thousand selling for 99 you know so it's, it's like you're putting them up with all those numbers yeah of course you would want to buy five of those at five you know for 500 bucks and sit on them more than a, if my goal is to double my money which again when i buy that's my goal of course if my buy is to double my money i would say he's a more investable player than mike trout i think the time to buy trout was when you could literally buy psa 10 updates for 600 bucks yeah, and now those are wasn't what, that long ago four or five thousand. Right, those uh-huh. are stuff going for. Yeah, it's it's, it's not it's, even been two years, man. Two years yeah. ago, you could buy them for six, seven hundred. No, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, I will those that will those go up more? It's like it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I think they're extremely overpriced. But then uh, I don't think they're overpriced. I mean, I think. Trap, Can I tell you why though? Why? Because it was a retail exclusive product was um so that means every walmart every meyer every target got bloated amounts i know a person individual in my city who has 1257 of that card raw wow does he want to sell any of those for no (laughs) no he's a he's an oil millionaire and doesn't need the money so it means nothing to him he also won't grade any of them he doesn't care about grading he just collects my point though is if one guy can have 1,250 of something, man, it's just not a rare card. Yeah. Do you know how many cards Tops makes a year? Like, let's really quantify this. Yeah, like, that's I mean, not a rare card, man. Out of, Five out, Gs? Out of the Tops Chrome set from this year, the uh, the Tops Chrome, the uh, most popular rookie card in there was the uh, Gavin Lux. Like, I uh-huh. saw so many of those. And yeah. I have like five of them. Like, wow. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. I mean, trout card. They, they legit print millions of them. Right. M- millions. Like $5,000. And again, let's go back to this. And this is, this is important too. It's a modern card that was sold in blasters. So the packs were protected well. Yeah. And it's white bordered. To where it's not going to have chipping or any kind of like you know flaking off of the sides. Usually, it's a white bordered card. It's more rare to find a PSA seven of that card than it is to find a PSA ten. <laughs> That's an important thing, right? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, Ben. And with with Trout, I mean, I still would rather own his stuff long term over. Yeah. Well, even I, as a collector, I'd rather have it on my wall, right? Like, it's a dope card to have. But who is the – again, it goes back to the end-user conversation. I don't mind buying that card at a G. That makes sense to me. Who the hell's paying 5 k for that card, man? And what is your goal there? What does he have to do for that to become 10 on uh, a modern high-population card? Win a World Series, yeah. I mean – well, the thing the thing is, is like that you look at Trout is like, is he the best baseball player ever? That's why you, you know, I mean, you may not say it, but the numbers are there. This guy's had a decade now of just consistently consistently being the best player, and I know a lot of people knock him for not being in the playoffs as much, but you as I well know, it's just impossible to literally be the best player. And you could still make the playoffs. Like you have to have a great team around you. 
I think what's going to happen is he's going to be the best modern day baseball player of all time that potentially never wins a World Series. And it's not going to change anything as far as Hall of Fame. It's not going to change anything on a lot of levels, but a ring's still a ring, man. And yeah. again, you know, greatness should elevate greatness. And if he's the leader that he seems to be, then he should elevate the rest of the team and they should put pieces in place. Look at their payroll, man. Yeah, but that's his bad management. It's not his fault. I then mean, fire them all have, and start over. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, you're still stuck with the contracts and Trout, you know, still is not getting any younger. Trout's turning yeah. 30, you know, it's, or he is 30. And well, that Pujols contract was a nightmare anyway. That was a terrible mistake, and I'm so glad the Cardinals didn't fall into that trap. I think he still would have actually performed better on the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, we just couldn't have afforded him. I mean, we it would have it would have handicapped us for years as far as what we could do. I think you guys offered him less money. I think you guys offered him about two twelve uh-huh. or something like that, if yep. I remember correctly. Um, Which was insane. That's also insane. But I think that was the right contract for him. I think it was like eight years, two hundred. The ten years at three, that three hundred was not good at all. I mean, it just puts them in a position where they can't make a lot of moves. But at the end of the day, I agree. Trout is the greatest modern day baseball player. It's hard to argue against numbers. I do think winning means something, though. Of course, it doesn't yeah. mean as much. It doesn't mean as much in baseball as it does in football. No. And, and to transition into that, if Herbert doesn't win this year, I don't care if Herbert puts up three hundred yards a game and one interception or less a game, he has to have some winning games. Like he's got to have a winning record for it to matter. Like it did last year. Right. Who, what, uh, before we transition out of baseball, what are you excited in car and hobby? Like right now that's coming out in baseball. Um, prism baseball is getting ready to drop. It's an unlicensed panini product, but it's prism. So it matters. Does it? Um, also, it does. It does. It sells pretty good. Uh, the color, the the numbered out of ten golds do really well. Um, select baseball is coming. Yeah. And I will tell you that select basketball and select football are insane. So there's going to be bleed over. Select baseball is one of the best looking products that comes out every year. When that drops, it's going to be a fraction of the price of football and basketball because of the licensing. Yeah. But the big stuff still sells well, and it's going to be a really hot product. And it's not going to be nearly as expensive. Yeah, and I think, I guess the thing that messes it up for me is just the licensing. I, I just don't yeah. like buying it when I don't see the name on the jersey, the team. Mm-hmm. But. but it gets interesting because, I mean, there are guys also who are like, but I can get a Griffey Auto for 150 bucks instead of 550 Yeah. You know, and if the card's dope and it's something that looks cool and you, and you collect, like it's sometimes worth taking the value play too. A hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's a great. That's a great uh, play. And let's, One thing uh, about this too, like if that was a licensed product, they would be fifteen hundred a box, and instead they're going to be less than five hundred. So it's like, from a breaking standpoint, you're going to be able to get in breaks of that stuff where there's multiple boxes for cheap buy-ins, as opposed to one box and you're paying, you know, a hundred dollars a team. True. That, that's a great point and especially if you're just looking at it from a collecting standpoint that's definitely you much rather collect that than even even the the top chrome are there how much were those going for for like i guess you could buy them retail for 20 bucks but um the megas sell i think at target and walmart's for like 30 or 35 and then we sell them for 65 at the retail level that's not too bad 
from yeah, expressive I mean, basketball as licensed for yeah oh yeah i mean there's not a mega box in basketball or football that's not a hundred plus even if it's the worst product right yeah unless it's like the bowman draft right those things go for like five six hundred 100 percent. yeah let's uh let's talk some uh, uh basketball man we got yeah we some big news lebron's uh come back lakers lost three straight until last night uh big win for the lakers last night especially mm-hmm. beating uh, a team that they might play in the playoffs yeah, and uh, man, it's like so. AD had big a big block. That's a great sign for AD, who has missed almost all of the season. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it earlier, man. The guy is moving like he was last year. That's a he great... covered so much ground on that block. Like I was watching it on TV live, and I was just like, "What? How?" Like he was basically he was legit at the uh, free throw line. The guy gets the ball, posts up from the pretty deep three in the corner, and he covered all that ground and was able to get his hand on that ball clean and still control his body and not land on him and, and create the foul and give them a three shot. Like, it was unbelievable. Yeah, and with, with that happening, you know, I, I think this is a game that the Lakers not only, of course, they needed to win because they're tied right now with two other teams, the with Dallas and uh, Portland. And that uh, that fifth spot, sixth spot, and you know, not only did they need that, I think this is a momentum changer. You know, yeah. we, we we had we heard LeBron come out yesterday uh, or two days ago saying he's not the same player. Uh, you know, don't ever expect to see him uh, as that player. You know, he's always gonna be. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't understand what that kind of meant. <laughs> you know, it's like LeBron. Yeah, you know, don't. You know, you've been so great for so long and you've defied all these odds. Your game is going to decline a little bit. Yeah, that's what happens when your body declines a little bit. Guy's been a machine. He's been awesome and I still will take him every year, number one overall on my team. You know, if you just draft a player, he's always going to be the guy I want on my team. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I I select someone different. You know that though. Um, it was kind of odd because I saw some things last night that made me feel like 100% the Lakers will not win a championship this year. And what I saw was there was some fourth quarter mistakes that didn't make sense. There was a couple really bad passes. They seemed frenzied and hurried a lot. And then, man, Pope went under and, and had this terrible shot against Joker and then got the ball back and did this, like, reverse backwards layup that somehow went in, like, I don't know, like they without LeBron on the floor, like he needs to be running the offense and I, I just feel like when he's back maybe it'll be a different story. But I think they looked sloppy last night, even with the win. Um if A D doesn't get there, you know, like obviously he did, but if he doesn't, like they're getting played pretty close by a team they're gonna see again. Here here's the thing about like KCP and I never thought he would work on that Lakers team last year. He, I mean, he literally, I could not believe the player that he was in the playoffs. So he played up to expectations. I think this team is just playing in the form, man. Like that, like I said, LeBron hasn't played with AD all year. AD has not been there. LeBron's been out for, what, almost three months now, is it? You know, so he took almost all that time off. You know, I think they're just getting the rust out, man. Like, I hope so. I mean, I, I, for the hobby, I'd love to see them go and, and just wreck everybody. 
But some of the mistakes I saw last night late game are mistakes that in the playoffs I think will cost you the games. Yeah, and it's just I, – I like LeBron every year, man. When it gets into the playoffs, that guy, he just knows – what to do. He's like Tom Brady. Like, you know, when Tom Brady gives them the prep talking right before the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, this is exactly what LeBron does, man. It's the same thing. He is going to, you know, every game before it starts, like whether if they're down in the series 2-1, he's like, guys, it's okay. We got this. You know, we're going to go out there and win tonight. And he knows exactly what to do. And Frank Vogel, who is, I think, a very well-proven coach now, look what he did with that team all year. With the de- with defense and everything like that, I think they still have the best team in the West. I think uh, the team that they're going to have to look out for actually the most will be maybe the Clippers. And you know, I wouldn't have said that last week, but yeah. the way, with the way the Clippers have been playing, and I think Kawhi is kind of thinking the same thing as LeBron. Just okay, when the playoffs come, it's time to turn it on. And uh, it's going to be an interesting playoff run. I mean, I, I still I'm not worried about the Lakers. I think uh, if I'm worried more about any team, it's Brooklyn. I, I know that, uh, like I said, man, that team's just been consistent, inconsistent all year. Like they have not played together all season. Like we don't know when Harden's coming back. We don't know if Durant yeah. can stay healthy. We don't know no, what's going on Kyrie's mind. <laughs> There's so much question marks, man. He, he may not show up for the game at all. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Honestly, I think the Nuggets are still scary, although I think it's almost all on the back right now of Joker, which is rough. I mean, they're beating the heck out of him. He's putting up great numbers, but he's basically the entire offense. Um, yeah, the ball moves through him. The ball ultimately yeah. you know, decides. Through. So, And I think uh, that's going to make them win a series in the playoffs, depending on who they play. If they play the Lakers, I don't think they'll beat the Lakers. But you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I still like the Suns. I really do. I think the Suns are still – they're a gamer. I think the Jazz is a gamer. But the Suns, to me, could click and get there. Again, it's all – it's a CP3 situation. But yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, like them. Man, you look back at CP3's career. And, I mean, what? Oh, comes in League 05. He's in the playoffs almost every year. Mm-hmm. The guy has literally been in the playoffs almost every season. He did it with the Hornets a few times there, uh, the Clippers, but he's just choked so much, man. Yeah. He, I, what they had the three-one lead to Houston. You know, he comes in, he chokes, it does all that. It's like um, I don't put all the blame on him. I mean, Blake Griffin too. Thus, that whole team just imploded against Houston that year. Josh Smith. I mean, man, it's like Dwight Howard. I, I don't know if you ever remember that 2015 series, but it was. It was a really bad time for Chris Paul. And I just yeah. – I, I hope that he can do it with this team. I, I like this team. The Suns really fun. Devin Booker. Um, yeah. I think that guy is just scratching the surface of who he, he's going to be. But uh, maybe Chris Paul I can think he's, make it. he's highly investable. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, his stuff think, is high. But that's the thing. Again, the time to buy it was like three years ago. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'd much rather go after Jaw or Donovan Mitchell, whose stuff we talked about last week is really undervalued for basketball. Yeah, yeah. I really like Mitchell as a long-term play for sure, um, because I also think that team's going to be relevant. I'm worried that the Jaw, that, that the Grizzlies may not be a super relevant team. They're just going to have, it's they, almost like a an Angels scenario. He's a great player on a a subpar team. 
Yeah, I mean, he is, he's definitely like, you know, he hasn't looked the same since the injury earlier this year. Um, the team is good. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're scrappy. But, you know, outside of Jaw, it's like, are they going to make a deep run? No, I just don't think they're going to make a deep run. But I think it's good to get playoffs reps. So, you know, I like it yeah. when a team like this gets playoff reps because they're still a year or two away from actually, like, they need another player. They need something mm-hmm. else on that team, especially for Jaw to sign a contract there, you know? Yeah. Like it, I heard a, I heard a weird rumor about Lonzo wanting to go there, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Lonzo, I don't think he's going to be back with the Pelicans next year. No way. No. I don't either. But if he went there, that's kind of an interesting one too. You know, like a Lonzo Jaw scenario, like that could be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if Lonzo's ever still met his right situation. I think uh, the we know the Pelicans, and I think it's the coaching that's just been bad with Van Gundy. But you know that team is just not. It's been so underperforming. And uh, yeah, but Zach, 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 where do you think he goes though? I mean, Zach, Zach that's Lanter, the thing. Where does he go? For those of you listening, Zach Blanchard uh, commented in the YouTube live saying uh, Jaw's not going to be on Memphis long term. I mean, there there are so many teams that will go after him. I mean, it'd be like Damian Lillard saying, "I want I want out." You know, so many teams will go after Jaw inst- instantaneously. If you could put him anywhere right now to flourish, where would you stick him? To flourish, oh, man. Um, if he stays in the West. I would want him to team up with somebody, you know, that is a ball distributor. Um, I, it's just be hard to say, like, on a, on another, like, young team. I would I would either pick Sacramento. I would maybe, like, want to see him or maybe a player from Sacramento go there. De'Aaron Fox playing with that kind of player. So the Suns, when they win the championship this year, That's CP3 it. retires, That's and it. then Ja goes to the Suns. Well, you heard it here first. You yeah. heard it here first. Well, CP3 is not going to retire. He, he'll leave $80 million on the table. He's not doing that. And, wow. and, well, I think what's going to happen is I think CP3 is probably going to get an extension again. Mm-hmm. Maybe like another especially after team. he wins a, with a ring, especially. He's going to get a great contract with a ring. Uh, Buddy. Zach, Zach Blanchard, please uh, tell – you need to talk to Ken. I think he's had a little too much stake today. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that team, if they click and CP3 plays to form, I don't think there's a team in the league that can beat them based on health. Because, again, all of these teams that you think that are really going to be strong, they're all been injury cases all year, man. I I, I get you, man. I hear what you're saying. But it's – I'm just – I can't see them. They don't have the manpower to team up. or They don't have someone to guard LeBron. They don't have some – Aiden's not going to guard AD. Just not. So you yeah. can double team him. That's easy enough. You're not yeah, going to need to guard LeBron because LeBron's going to have a hangnail and not play. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, man, you you're on your little hype train there, and I I just don't see it at all. I've just watched every game they've played, and I've seen how consistently good they are. I mean, they've handled even the Jazz. Yeah, they handled the Jazz, but like I said, man, seven game series last year, or um. Last year when the Jazz played the Nuggets, you know, it came down to a great game seven between yeah. two. I just think Donovan Mitchell could actually outperform them in a series. So, you know, we haven't seen Booker in the playoffs. And, I mean, you know, when the playoffs comes a different animal. I mean, we've seen that with Harden and many other players. They turn into something different. 
sorry, man. My doodle is uh, over here. He wants to be on the podcast. But uh, but yeah, man. Let's transition from some basketball. Let's go to some football or some uh, football. We got big news last week with Aaron Rodgers dropping the atomic nuclear bomb. Uh, with yeah. uh, I mean, with all that, man. Yesterday comes out and saying the final straw was when they released his wide receiver a day after him praising him, saying that just put the nail in the coffin pretty much. And, you know, man, Rodgers, I, I think a lot of players, especially a lot of like just respected analysts, Bradshaw came out and criticized Rodgers. There's just so much going on with, I don't know what's actually going on inside Rogers head. And if I'm a team that's going to trade for him, like what are you really going to give up for him? Like, do you think he actually, he starts this coming season in a Packers uniform? I mean, obviously the Packers aren't ruling that out. So yes, I can see that, you know, whether do you think he retires if they don't let him go? No way. He's not going to leave a hundred million dollars on the table. Like, and he, he still, I mean, if the, the one thing that Rogers throughout all this has showed me is that he does not care about competing. He just doesn't. That's the one thing that he showed me. Like, I just think that Rogers overall in this sort of game has now been, you know, just, it's like a tit for tat. He's, he's really hurt his trade value. As Zach said, He's lost all trade value with his comments lately. Like some people have even said, uh, "Oh, you know, trade Russell Wilson straight up for Aaron Rodgers." If I'm Seattle, like, why am I doing that? You would never do that, and except that you know, if Russell really wants out too. Well, well Russell's made it clear that he kind of does want out, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think it's like, if if I'm Russell, guy- if I'm Russell Wilson, I would say, "Heck yeah, sign me up. I would do it," because he Wilson to the Packers would be interesting. Well, he instantly gets a better offense. He, yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't have the Metcalf, but, you know, Devontae Adams is, you know, could be a, might be a step down, but is a very good receiver. And plus he could just gets a better offensive line. What I'd like to know is, do they feel like love's ready to go? I think uh, LaFleur, believe me, I think LaFleur has been talking to them for sure. I There's no doubt in my mind. Like, I, I think LaFleur has been talking to management saying, like, all right, let's see what we – because I think – I really think it's highly likely that maybe he goes to Denver or whether if he goes there or the Raiders is going to be the the biggest question, I guess. I, I do think if he If he goes to the Raiders, Derek Carr stuff becomes literally garbage fire, which it should be anyway. <laughs> well, I was going to say, come on. That was like three years ago. We knew that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just – you know, it's just what would be so funny watching Gruden and Rodgers, like, going, I mean, will that team win 10 games? Yes, because Aaron Rodgers is still, you know, he yeah. was the MVP and all that. But um, Zach Blanchard asked, does Rodgers get cut on June 1st? No way, Zach. He no, because there's too much value. They can get, at a minimum, they can get some crazy trade value down the road for him. Like, they're going to get something. <laughs> I mean, we saw the we saw the Raiders on draft day. I don't know if you watched the whole draft, but I was watching with a bunch of guys, and a few of them were Raider fans, and we were making fun of them on their first round pick. They drafted Leatherwood, who was supposed to go in the second or third round, and they drafted him at seventeen or sixteen, whatever pick they had. But man, it was so funny just because you know they're 
like everyone was just disappointed in making fun of the Raiders for this. And it's just like, what would the Raiders have to give up for Rodgers? I think they would literally trade five first round picks for Rodgers. <laughs> I really yeah. do. I do think that. And if I'm the Packers, and throw in, throw in Derek Carr, throw in Carr as a backup. Here you <laughs> no, go. You can have him too. I don't. I don't think they would take Carr back because of the contract. But um, I, I think they will ask for this year's first round pick, for sure. Like, but uh, here's the other question I would have: What NFL teams, especially post this draft that was so QB heavy, actually need him? Like that gets interesting. Who well, needs that guy? It's Denver or the Raiders. I mean, maybe like yeah. there. There's really like a team like I would have said Chicago before last week, but they just got their guy yeah. Justin Fields. Like I'm not trading for good. him. No, they're it, good to go. It needs to be a team that's ready to go win now that maybe has a subpar quarterback. Maybe Carolina. I mean, but I the other thing is too is like the Packers aren't going to trade him within the NFC. That's the other right. thing too. So I do like the Broncos, though. I think the Broncos would be an interesting play. I mean Yeah, they're low. At a hundred percent you you've destroyed Drew Locke anyway. You know, Locke is worthless now. I mean, exactly. he had so much hype. Zach Blanchard says he's 37. Yeah, he'll be 38 actually at the start of the season. But the thing is with Tennessee would be interesting, but they gave Tannehill a big contract. But with him being 38, he's still, I mean, he won the MVP. You, you, a team will mortgage the future if they think they can win now with Aaron Rodgers. They think that, I mean, a quarterback like this, we saw Denver do it too with Peyton Manning. They went out there, gave Peyton Manning a huge contract, especially with a neck injury. You know, coming off that, and look what Peyton Manning did those first two seasons. He won the MVP, and I think Rodgers will come out and explode, especially with a team like Denver. I mean, no doubt. When he grabbed it, he grabbed the Super Bowl too. That was pretty devastating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. That was a defense. He, it was a defense Super Bowl, but they they still hey, he still got to hoist the trophy. Nobody's yeah, yeah. gonna remember anything, but you got the other ring. No. They still I, gave him the ring. Yeah. I mean, of course he he was a starting quarterback, and I I just uh, that ring was. Not Peyton Manning's best ring. I, I mean, Peyton really never performed well in the Super Bowl, but but still, he he still won an MVP two years prior to that Super Bowl, and was really good. I I just I think it, he will be like a team like Denver or a team like the Raiders to give Rodgers what they want. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hate to see him just sit out, and I mean that would crush but, his value even more. Oh yeah, I mean, I think his value is already gone. I I don't want anything Rogers at at this point, not not at all. Which is interesting because like you can be kind of a crybaby in the NBA, but you can't be a crybaby in the NFL. Like, you know, it's just it's, it's hard weird. To, well, we saw it with Harden. So Harden, you know, big crybaby at the beginning of the season. Nobody felt sorry for him, but I mean, he got his way. Houston looks it's a dumpster fire now. That that team looked like they got nothing in return for anything now. And, you know, but, but, and football, barring injury, Harden could have got the MVP. <laughs> like, yeah. Barring, you know, he was on the track, you know. Well, I mean, we, we saw Deshaun Watson try to do this, and, you know, obviously it backfired on him now. That guy might not yeah. even play in the league next year. And, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen there. But here's everything Rodgers could just retire and go host Jeopardy for $100 million a year. He's not going to do that, man. He's not going to leave the way he, you know, he, he still blames Matt LaFleur for the super, for his shot at missing the Super Bowl, even though it was his, his fault. But 
All you had to do was run. Hole was open. Yeah, exactly. All you had to do was just could've, move your feet, buddy. Move your feet. Could have ran, got a few yards closer, and when then, then probably went for it on fourth down, but didn't do that. And then he yeah. almost he almost threw a terrible pick, which no one talks about either. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Rodgers isn't there. Let's talk some Jordan Love. Let's talk about yeah. uh, if he starts for the Packers. Obviously, you saw his his card value go up once that news was announced. That I'm, just shows you how reactive it is right now. One yeah. rumor. One rumor. Bang. Yeah. Double in price overnight. Sell all, Bang. Your, sell all your Jordan Love stuff right now. So my gut is yes, do that. And I've got a lot of people in my inbox this past week asking. I will tell you that if I had Jordan Love stuff right now, I would sell it for two reasons. One, we don't know that this is actually going to happen. Yeah. And if all his stuff that was 100 is now 200, let's just say, and you don't take the profit on him, and then Rodgers still starts and we don't see love for another year, with this quarterback-heavy last two-year draft, I, I just think love could end up being kind of the guy you forget about for another two to three years, and those values aren't going to be there. Here's the other thing. If he does start, his stuff will pop more. That's real. But if he doesn't do well you're going to see his stuff get murdered in price. So he also not only has to start, he also has to perform really well. And again, we're talking about the last two years. There's eight to nine quarterbacks that people are going to be watching and comparing everybody to. He is going to have to put up burrowish numbers to attain huge value. Yep. And I, I mean, well, I just think he has to perform well first to do that. Like, you know, uh, who would you rather own right now? Would you rather own Burrow or would you rather own Love? It's an interesting question just because one's come out for a really serious injury and the other one hasn't started yet. What's my goal? Long-term profit or short-term profit? Well, I mean, I think short-term you're going Burrow, of course, but long-term. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll give you a three-year window. I, it would still be Burrow, right? It has to be because... Yeah, it's, has, still, it's still Burrow because here's the other thing. He's going to play. Yeah, and he has the offense too. Like they believe in him. With the in Packers, all sincerity, in three years we may not still see love. Right. We don't know that we're seeing love in three years. People are spending on love like we're going to watch him this year. Yeah. Another another player. I mean, I uh, I love to talk about my Eagles whenever I get a chance. Um, I was a little. I I don't know how to feel about their draft pick. You know, Devontae Smith. I mean, um, I think we could have got somebody more, more value there. At that that pick, I don't think we should have traded up and gave up the third round, the third pick. But it was just kind of kind of a uh, Howie Roseman. Of course, I think he should be fired every year. But one of those moves that he makes where I'm just like scratching my head. But I am ex- I am excited though because that does show that they believe in Jalen Hurts. So yep, I think it definitely put the stamp on that they that's the guy they're going to go with and ride with for at least now and see what happens for sure. Yeah. Um, I was really thinking they may do something weird and put Hurts in a position to have to fight for it. Me Whereas too. now I think he's he's just QB1 now, right? Like he's the guy. Yeah, and you know, I would have liked them to see just draft Justin Fields and go with it, you know. Justin Fields, trade Hurts, maybe he has some value. I, you know, just but feel, you know, I I just like Fields also all that much too, but I would rather own Hurts over Love. Like I would, Hurts stuff is a little down. It's in that. Maybe you also got a guy that you know is going to play. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. His cards aren't really 
all too expensive. They're, they're up there, but they're not like up there with the other guys. If Hurts comes out and has a few dominating games, his stuff is going to pop. And it definitely yeah. can because he could definitely succeed because the division sucks, including the Eagles. And they, if they go out and start three and one and Hurts is, you know, throwing 250 yards and averaging 80 rushing yards, that guy's value is going to pop. Yeah, I can see it. It's a, it's a tough situation. I mean, I just, I still don't know that he's a winning quarterback. And again, in football, it doesn't matter as much, but I do think when it comes to second, third, fourth year, it does. Yeah. You know what I mean? I start to feel like you've got to start putting up wins. That's why Herbert, I feel like he has to win this year. Even if he's 300 yards a game, 0.5 interceptions, amazing stats, you've got to start putting up wins, man, because at the end of the day, people want to, they want to go after the winner. I mean, everyone's bandwagon on this stuff. They want to go after the winner. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man, like – I hope the Chargers do great. I don't know that they will. The, yeah, I mean, the Chargers, especially imagine if Aaron Rodgers goes to that division. I mean, I, I can't imagine that the Chargers will win more than six or seven games because you now go against the two reigning, you know, MVP finishers, one and two. Yeah. Yeah. In that, so it really will mess up the Chargers even more. I honestly believe Aaron Rodgers up for the Packers this year. I I love what the Chargers did, drafting the lineman, getting him. It wasn't Sewell. I forgot who. I uh, know Sewell went to the Lions. Uh, I forget who they drafted, um, but they they got the other top old lineman in the draft, and it just that just is gonna help Herbert. You know, as we saw with Burroughs, keep your guy healthy. And they did just that. They went out and got some security, making sure he takes less hits. And I, I do think the Chargers can win eight, nine games next year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even ten with the added game. <laughs> you know? yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, we need him to be good. There's a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. Zach Blanchard, thank you. It's a uh, Slater. Yeah, they dropped a Slater. There's a lot of guys heavily invested in Herbert, and it would be great if he's great. You know. Yeah, because we are going to need to transition away from eventually Brady, Rogers, Russell Wilson, these old timer quarterbacks, you know, that have been around for a bit. As they go away, there's got to be new guard. You you know, it, it's funny. I don't see a lot of Russell Wilson cards. Why is that? I I he, never he, see he's them. He's got embraced. stuff. I, yeah, but I mean, he's got stuff, but yeah. we I never see them in breaks like ever. Do you see them a lot in breaks? No. Why is that? No. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. He's got a lot of good rookie autograph stuff in like early tops products. Yeah. It, I wonder yeah. if he's I wonder if he has like a he I wonder I don't I wonder, think he's tops exclusive or anything weird. I don't know. Yeah, would that be up to him? No, I mean if he signed a contract it's up to him, but Yeah, like I, Russell, I don't know. Russell Wilson, you know, his 2012 tops. It's a PSA nine selling for around a few hundred bucks. It's not really that high. Yeah. I mean, is he someone that you bought kinda, the Me, no. But guess what's weird with him is like I could almost see him moving into like he's more of a celebrity than he is an NFL player to me. 
Like I see him being more of like a commercial and movie guy down the road than being a, a player in the NFL. I don't know. Like he's just got a persona, but he doesn't really command a lot of hobby respect. Yeah, you know, I see his uh, 2012 Tops Chrome in an auction right now, sell for about 743 with eight hours, but it's really not that high, you know, for someone of his caliber. One also consider like that's what is that nine years old, like, and that's yeah. and not even again. If I said, hey, today your your goal is to go find one of those in person, good luck. Yeah, like that card's not even out there; it's not available, right? No way. Yeah, he's he's just one of those players you think about. You know, uh, speaking of cards, man, tell us what's coming out. Uh, what's coming out this week? Uh, tell us what happened with UFC last week. No, UFC came out and it was absolutely fire. Everything was unbelievable. All the boxes I've seen have been pretty nice. The boxes we had really, really went well. Like our first autograph was a George St. Pierre Mojo out of 25. Um, we hit a Chuck Liddell and a Forrest Griffin um, in the next box. Like every single box we did was really, really cool. Um, the prices the stuff selling for is really high. I have heard a rumor. We have not been offered to buy it yet, which concerns me, but I've heard a rumor that they are going to do Prism Retail, that Blasters are already starting to show up. I don't know if that will be nearly as hot because I don't believe there's autographs at a high rate. They may be one to a case. Right. Whereas the Prism's hobby, you get you know two autographs a box, but that product's already up to almost 1300 a box now for us to rebuy. You know, We were selling them for 900 um, when they first came out. So, you know, we probably will leave them alone at this price. But super cool product. I hope they do more. I know there's some more high-end UFC going to be coming out. Um, Prism Prism was the first dip into it. You're going to start seeing some, like, really expensive UFC cards coming out. Like Select or something? Um, I could see them doing Select because it's a, it's a huge product. I could see them doing Optic. Like, they could do some stuff like that. Um, I actually think we'll see something along the lines of national treasures or flawless oh nice because that could get real crazy like a flawless briefcase ufc with like diamond cards and everything else like that might be silly and it seems like they have access to these guys to be able to get on card autos better than like the big big stars in the major leagues yeah so it's Mm -hmm. like the flawless product makes sense to me because it would all be on card autographs. So I don't know. We'll see. But I think it, it prism, if prism's the benchmark, they hit their benchmark. I, well, I mean, man, obviously you saw it last week with how fast those brakes were feeling. Yep. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming out this week, tomorrow crown Royal basketball. That's a super high end product. Um, People really like the silhouette autograph rookie patch autos. There's the chances at logo man auto rookies, 2021 basketball. Um, myself today, I've got more Chronicles football. I actually just got delivered. I just watched the FedEx guy put it on my porch um, through my camera system. So we're going to be doing some Chronicles breaks. And like I, I don't even know if I said it on when we were live or said it to you, but Monday through Thursday, my breaks are only 25 bucks. So guys are able to get into Chronicles football, which is the hottest football product we've seen in a long, long time. 25 bucks. Okay. You know, I'd rather buy into that than buy into select personally. Yeah. I mean, I saw, like I said, that chronic stuff and that's, that stuff is awesome. I mean, there are some, yeah. you hit some monsters in there. Some really high. Well, and there's so many, there's so many teams that are relevant still from 2020 products. 
That's right. You know, and it's just like for 25 bucks, if I hit any number of like six teams, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. If you could get any of those top six, seven teams and, you know, maybe even an outside team and yeah. get something in there, it's, it's pretty sick. Well, and also all 2020 football got a little better right now because of the Aaron Rodgers scenario. Because now, like, if I'm doing my allocation of who I think you should be selling as far as value, you know, obviously at the top we've got Herbert, then Burrow. I'm taking Tua out of the top three now, putting Love there, then Hurts, and then Tua. So now we've got five guys as far as value. Like, that's who I would want to pull if I was, you know, getting in a break. I would rather hit the Packers than realistically the Dolphins right now. Got it. I'd rather hit the Eagles over the other two just because, like I said, with drafting that receiver, it shows that the Eagles are all – they're going all in on their offense. And I guess, can, again, my perspective is if I hit a Love Auto 101 right now, it's worth more than if I hit a Hertz 101 Auto. That, that's true. Yeah, with all the, with all the news going right on now. at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Today, for sure. Yeah. Like if I'm trying to snap twenty five into twenty five hundred, yeah, give me the love one on one. It's just it's it's the right now it's it's massive. It's popping. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of interesting. Let's uh, move into our next segment. Let's uh, mm-hmm. go to what card is on your desk. What card you got on your desk this weekend? Uh, it is a twenty twenty mosaic Tom Brady touchdown masters three D. Green version prism. And in person, these are really insane because the football actually looks like it's popping out of the card when you look at it, like when you kind of turn it. It's kind of hard to see on a camera. Yeah, yeah. But I really like any of the Buccaneers inserts of Brady, um, specifically any of like the harder to get prisms or anything that's just not base because, you know, realistically, how long is Brady going to be playing in the league? You know, I mean, do we honestly think he's there another five years? Like, is that a real statement or is he one more and done? I I give him what I think this is his last year. I just do. But yeah, man, I it's it's really interesting. I last week, I think I talked to you about it. I was going to pick up some Tom Brady 2007 top chrome refractors, PSA nines. Mm-hmm. And I was going to buy them yesterday. And the guy is like, Oh, I got an offer for 400 on one of them. And I was like, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to buy it. You know, I wasn't going to give him $800 for two of them. It just made no sense um, for, for me. And plus I, I was in do the same thing. I was just going to flip them or keep yeah. them long-term because long-term keep those cards. When Brady announces his retirement, his stuff is going to pop. And if you have, for some, sure. if you have some cars numbered, if you have some of his, you know, Patriot stuff, his younger years, I mean, man, you're going to, definitely uh make money on those well here's where it gets weird like especially because they may add another piece to that that chessboard over there in tampa bay and if they do but what happens if he literally wins another one this year like it's so ridiculous to even say it but it's you can't you can't even say that he's not the favorite to do it again yeah and you're you're right his buccaneer value cards they will go up for sure especially the buccaneers does he retire does he retire if he wins another one this year? My God, he might just be like, well, you know. Um, no, I mean, because now that team is – now most of that team is under contract. And, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you might have some more free agents next year, but Brady could just be like, oh, okay, I'll take a pay cut, $10 million. Yeah. yeah. But it would 
make a whole lot of sense. I, I don't know, man. There's there's gonna be a lot of itch. Football's gonna be killer next year. I cannot wait. Oh yeah. So many teams, man. Even the Patriots, man. They, I think they're ready and set to bounce back to win ten games. Oh, I, for sure, Zach. I, I think yeah, they're, that'll be awesome. Yeah. The the black diamond rookie. Waiting for uh, yeah, Zach. Zach came up on a bunch of Tom Brady rookies, and it's just he's in a bad position because with PSA right now, what do you do? You just got to hold him raw and wait for him to let you to send in. Oh man, he has. How'd you get those rookies, Zach? Lucky. I don't remember how he got him. He told me, but I don't remember his story. Man, those are some sick cards I have. But yeah, man, definitely hold your Tom Brady stuff, even if it's two years. Like you're not gonna lose money on that long term, anyways. Yeah. Uh, no. Card on my desk for this week, man. Got my 2017 rookie, De'Aaron Fox. I'm a big Fox guy. I like his stuff. I have his uh, Prism. Uh, that That's one card that's waiting at PSA. Hopefully that comes back a 9 or a 10. Was he a UK guy? I don't remember. He was a... Uh, Where did Fox play? UNC or either... Was he a big team? Uh, yeah, he was... Ra- he was I feel like he was in top three. Um, let's see... I think Fox came out of. I'm not even too sure where he came out of. I just feel like he came out of somewhere big. I don't know if I'm thinking right or not. I wanted to say Kentucky, but I know I'm wrong there. See, I was thinking it was Kentucky too, but maybe that's somebody else that's like Fox. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent there. Of course, the thing I clicked on it says cornerback De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Wrong De'Aaron Fox there. Here he goes. Uh, yeah, he was Kentucky. He did play for the Wildcats. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was the Wildcats. So basically, any top-tiered Kentucky guy always, you know, that's always going to be a good investment. It seems. You know, they breed just crazy good um, NBA talent, you know. Right. Zach Blanchard said his father-in-law. I like him a lot. Zach Blanchard's father-in-law used to have a card shop. That's cool. Nice. You need to open it right up near your kin. Yeah, that'd be helpful. <laughs> that would be helpful. I love I love when people open shops in my, in my uh, city. It's helpful. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, man, do you have anything else to touch on, Ken? Let's go to our lifestyle talk. Um, I don't have anything else. All right, man. Let's get to our lifestyle talk of the week, baby. Uh, swear, you know, our why would you or should you not listen to us because we hope to improve your lives by with our own sort of results that we sort of do with our habits as well. Yeah, my uh, mine for the week. I read a stat the other day that your average American does not have five hundred dollars in savings to overcome even something as um, difficult as a blown tire can become very detrimental for paycheck to paycheck people. If you are in this hobby and you are spending money and you do not have a savings or at least something liquid that you can turn into cash, if you have a major catastrophe, I think that's a really bad idea. I think we all need to have at least somewhat of a safety net. You know, the rule of thumb is three to six months living expense. You know, that's a, that's a big, you know, hurdle for a lot of guys, especially if you have a, a normal person job. 
Right. Um, but I think you've got to, you know, even if you, and I hate this cause I don't want to tell our customers ever to not spend, but if you have to forego buying cards or hitting Starbucks or eating out for three months to save up 500 bucks, I just think that safety net of if I blow a tire that I'm not screwed is worth so much. Well, it's, it's so true though. I mean, I hear people all the time and say, kind of just live the paycheck to paycheck or they can't afford to save. And a lot of that just goes into habits too. You know, a lot of that uh-huh. just comes, comes down to whether if, whether people could, you know, just save that or, you know, instead of going to eat out or maybe spending money, they don't have, that's the other part too. The spending money they don't have, that's a big thing. And yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. I mean, and that was one of the reasons we even went to doing $25 breaks. Honestly, we were filling breaks at more, but I wanted to give people the opportunity one to not have to spend as much money, have a better ROI. And, you know, at the end of the day, our goal is you hit a big card, you go sell it, you come back, you bring the money back and you can keep the train rolling and having fun. And it doesn't put you in a financial bind. You know, I tell people all the time, like, Hey, this is a really hot product, but don't, don't put yourself in a bind jumping in this because you can miss, you know, um, that's the one thing that it, it is a element of risk in getting into breaks. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I've a hundred percent myself torched six K in a weekend and walked away with zero cards before you know, I've a hundred percent done it. It sucks. But that's why I like what we do with the value breaks at just 25 bucks, man. Like you can get in a break every day, Monday through Thursday, one break a day for a hundred dollars. Yeah. And you can't go. You know? Yeah. But again, I would also say, don't do that unless you already have your house in order. You know, I don't want guys getting into breaks that don't have enough to cover a blown tire. You know, yeah. like I want you to be in a good position or, or please just, we'll, we'll still be here three months from now, put money away and come see us. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of advice do you have for people that are getting into breaks? As far as I mean, what to do with the cards or? Just in general. I mean, there's a lot of people that are starting break, like they're being breakers. Like, um, I think it's it's really tough if you're trying to jump into being a breaker. Um, my honest assessment is if you don't have a very, very large amount of capital, you probably shouldn't do it. You know, I have a lot of guys that I'm friends with in the rental home business, and they literally say buy 10 or buy zero. Um, it's really hard to make a living being a breaker unless you're running high volume. But your biggest hurdle, even if you're already financially sound, is getting product. Right. The distributors don't need you, and <laughs> retail is so hard to get. It's just, if you're going to do this, even if you had a million dollars in cash, which honestly, if you have a million dollars in cash, you wouldn't want this life. Like, don't do this. Like, I would tell you, don't do this. This isn't good for anybody to work hundreds of hours at, at every month. You know, it's just not a healthy thing to do. But if you're already rich, like, why would you want it? But if you're trying to get rich, it's really hard to get rich as a breaker unless you can get allocation. And even then, you're going to need about $400,000 to be a player. So yeah. if you've already got 400 K, it's like, why would you do it, man? Like, and that, that's like jumping this thing full time. I know, or I've seen people try to go into a part time, you know, try to get their stuff, go get some PSA nine cards from like the card shop and then try to flip them and be in breakers that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can absolutely do it. It's just the ROI is there. If you can get allocation, the problem is you have to be so 
streamlined and well off and have a team of help, like you've got to be willing to eat just dirt for a couple years and not everybody can. I mean, as we just said, most people don't even have 500 bucks extra, man. To say that you're going to lose 150K for two years straight, that's a big swallow for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I've, had to, I've done it. Um, I know what it's like to literally at the end of the year work my butt off and lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, you know, it's cool that the hobby's hot right now, you know, and breakers are making money. Like, I know a breaker right now who's legitimately making $4 million a month. Um, profit, not sales, profit. Wow. Um you know, we talk every day. The guy's just, he, he it's unbelievable. Like his spend per month is millions is what he's spending on product. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. I was gonna say, he's making that much money. He's obviously spending a lot to get that kind of, ca um, yeah. for that capital. But again, if he does that for a year and that cat's sitting on 40, 50 million liquid cash money after a year, who cares if he even does it year two? Right. Like at, at what point do you have enough, you know? Um, yeah. I could retire tomorrow, but I do this for fun and I do it, you know, it is lucrative. Obviously we make money or I wouldn't do it. I have a whole staff of people I got to pay, but in the same breath, like if I quit cards tomorrow, like it's not going to change my life financially that much. Right. Yeah. And I mean, but it, it's like you've built more of a, a following and an audience yourself from it. So I mean, mm -hmm. like there's definitely like all that too. It's like, you know, you, you don't do it for money. You do it for them. So I think that's what well, appeals to everybody. I still have fun doing it too. Like when I rip Chronicles today, when like you hear me screaming and yelling when we hit something, like <laughs> the other day I literally was screaming and clapping and running around the room because we hit two Herberts in the same box. I am legitimately excited just as much when I hit something for somebody else than if I go do something dumb, like pay 5K to get into a flawless break and I hit a card. Like I'm actually happier when somebody else hits something. Yeah, and it's like your breaks are entertaining. So that's the other thing too. It's like you know, you'll you'll sometimes throw like a random pack in, or you'll sometimes like, you know, just describing the cards. But it, there's always something fun going on in the breaks. That's for sure. Yeah, but going back to the original question, I mean, if you don't have five hundred bucks in savings, and you have a nine to five, and your bills are such that you can't save money, at least like you say you can't save money, I would argue, look at your spending, I don't believe you. But yeah. in the same breath, then okay, you work eight hours a day if you're a normal person. Those other four hours, don't go watch Netflix, find a side hustle, I don't care what it is. Yeah, you it could be tutoring a kid in tutoring a kid in English or math, it could be going and delivering food for restaurants with Grubhub, like, I don't care what it is, get your five bucks in savings so that when you do blow that tire, your life doesn't fall apart. Um, you could, yeah, easily earn another $100 doing something nowadays. There's so much of that, that yep. it's just hard not to, you could drive Uber, you could do all this other stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, my What's yours? Not, mine is a uh, time management kind of piggybacking on yours. From what you're saying, you know, you work eight hours, but what are you doing with the rest of that time? Are you watching Netflix? Are you getting your priorities done? Um, you are always busy. You have, you know, so little time to do certain things. Same with me. I have to block off whether my schedule is, yes, flexible, but all over the place because my training, I have school, I have so much, you know, just different work doing, whether also doing my podcast work as well, spending time with my girlfriend going to see family, you know, all that kind of stuff that really matters to you. Some people just say they never have enough time for it. 
it's bo- it's bogus in my opinion. Like I, you know, got to make my mom lives an hour away from me. I got to make sure that I go see her a little bit. You know, our parents are. So how do you allocate that? How do you allocate that resource? Because that's something even myself, you know, all these years, and I struggle. So a calendar, you got to put stuff in the calendar, and you got to make sure you Mm -hmm. do it. There's some times where you just don't want to do it. Tough shit. Like you, you need to do it because. You know, when you're tracking, it's also better for your memory because we think we could remember everything. That's the thing, too. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do that today. It's like, we think we just remember everything. And then, you know, a week flies by. Oh, my God, I totally forgot to do that. I, I totally forgot I wanted to do this or to start this new whatever hobby or something. But, you know, put stuff in your calendar is how to, how to do it. So, you know, really focus on time management. Um, if you need to do your taxes if you need to go to the bank it's just all this stuff that takes so little time that we don't do time management is my talk of the week put stuff in your calendar you know that's how i keep track of all my personal training sessions it's how i do all this stuff you know it's it's just everything i really struggle personally with the hierarchy of assigning time allocation to different projects and determining what is first and foremost. And again, like the, the hallmark version is family should be first, but I will tell you in, in all sincerity, like I put my business ahead of everything, um, because there's an end goal in sight, right? Like on a long enough timeline, I want to put myself in a position to where family can be everything. And I don't, and and business can be back burner, but right now my gas pedal is pushed all the way to the floor. So I wake up, I start business, I go to bed, it's business. I do block out an hour a day generally to, to do stuff with the kid. And I feel guilty for it every day. And I, I think a lot of people might in your situation too, like, you know, it's like, well, they're, you know, if I don't work this extra, I'm not going to get to be, but it's like just a reminder at the end of the day, it's like, you know, that work isn't always everything that, because the thing is here too, is you're never going to get the time back with your kid at age three, age four, age five, age six. Yeah. And, I know. you know, but you're going to, but there's also the caveat off of that down the line, you can't spend more time with them at age 27, 28, 29, 30, yeah. maybe when they're starting a family, because you all the sacrifice you did, you know, I mean, you pick and choose your spots, you know, like, well, I also look at like, for me, I'm putting him in a position where his life is going to be concurrently yeah. improved by the decisions I make now. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's that too. Like we could play football getting... all day every day but then when it comes time for school clothes we may not be hitting the ones he wants when it comes time for first car his first car is going to look real different yeah or let me work my 18 hours a day while you're little you know what i mean it's just it's a tough balancing act but i also i struggle with it pretty regular because i do work seven days a week i don't take days off you know what i mean like yeah i i I think it's you know not only time it's about like experiences and stuff too you know with when it comes to family you know like i said my time management system is different from yours i'm in school right now i'm doing all this stuff so it's like mine looks different but people are like you know oh i there's no way i could get that done i'm like sometimes i just call it bs because i'm doing all this stuff you know and like i'm not trying to compare myself to other people but like like it's just you can really get stuff done if you just manage your time better and it, yeah. honestly, it doesn't take a whole lot. Like we sometimes make stuff, and I do this all the time, make stuff bigger than it seems. We For sure. 
And when you get to use time management to kind of solve that problem, it makes things a lot smaller. I mean, you're able to focus a lot more. Yeah, that's my lifestyle talk of the week. Do you have anything else, Ken, before we go here? No, we're a little... Um... I think that's everything other than there's breaks on the site today for 25 bucks. There's one break up now has just 10 spots left. As soon as that fills, we're going to Chronicles football, 25 bucks a spot. And I think they're going to snap Phil. Oh yeah. Especially at that price. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I could buy into my own breaks, I would at 25 bucks a spot. Like it's, those are going to be so good value. Okay, man. I agree. I look forward to seeing some of those go up man. here pretty soon. When's that first uh, yes, sir. fill going up? Um, it'll go up as soon as the one that's on there now fills. It has ten spots. Let's say optic and mosaic break. Once that fills, the next box goes or the next break goes up. But I don't ever like to put more than one up at a time. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. So yeah, I mean, if it fills in the next half hour, then Chronicles goes up. If it fills in four hours, which not ideal, but then that's when Chronicles goes up. You hear that, Zach Blanchard? You need to fill all 10 of those spots. So Chronicles. Yes, up. just go take 10, and then we're just bang, bang. There we go. <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's show. We will see you guys all next Tuesday. All right, man. Have a good one. You too, brother. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed t- today's episode of the show. If you would like to find out more about what Ken does, go to paythecardshop.com or go to his Facebook page. You can find him at the Card Shop Evansville. And please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a rating and review. That's how we grow the show. And don't forget to share it with your fellow sports fans. I'll see you guys all next Tuesday.